Podtron. This podcast is part of the Podtron Podcast Network. For more, visit podtron.wordpress.com and Podtron Network on Twitter and Facebook. This was Rad. I'm Paul. You don't know my artistic vision! I am Greg. I want to remake Friday the 13th, but it's all underwater and it all stars sharks. Where two guys force themselves to watch movies from the 80s. Hey, have you seen Vision Quest? I sure haven't. Hell no! Alright, let's talk about it. The only thing that's missing is America built a wall. There has to be someone from Ford who went down and went, So, um, what? What happened here, Bob? It's a movie called Red Dawn. Wink, wink. (laughs) Wink, wink. I'm going to start this again, and you're going to edit this out. And we are back. This is the podcast. You know it. You love it. This is This Was Rad Podcast. We are the podcast that watch 80s movies. We tell you if they still are rad or not. I'm Paul. I'm Greg. That's it. Nice and easy. Quick and to the point. Greg, anything for this week? You know what I noticed is the last couple episodes we've been skipping the the playful banter amongst the hosts uh, you know i kind of like it i kind of like that it's like hey what did we come here to do talk about video oh uh, yeah you're just, you're just you know, <laughs> bam just, just right in forget um, who we are we are useless <laughs> we, well, are, I, we are we are I mean, are we bodiless voices amongst the ether I'm, I'm, i mean we're i'm guilty of literally doing this right now but i mean like i nothing turns me off faster than finding a new podcast that's like a hundred episodes in, say like we are, and just being like, I'm just going to listen to the newest episode. And it's like 10 or 15 minutes of the host just talking about their lives. I don't care about <laughs> either of you. I don't. And I know the people listening. They don't really care about me. They don't really care about you. They don't. They want us to talk about movies. So let's talk about them. No, no, but Greg, but what if they want to hear about how I how I went to Burger King and I had a lovely, I had a lovely Whopper <laughs> sandwich? Oh, I, I went to In-N-Out Burger, and I, I ordered off the menu because I'm a jerk. Oh, and oh! did you get I, the manimal fries? I, I, oh, I should have. I should have. No, but I, I, I did get the animal-style patty with extra grilled onions. Delicious. Awesome. Awesome. And I just I, got you to talk about yourself. I, I also ordered a Neapolitan <laughs> shake, which is where they take one cup and they dump strawberry, chocolate, and vanilla into one shake. Oh, wow. I've never heard of that. Yep. Ordering off the menu. Employees love it, Paul. Let me tell you. Do they? Do they, do oh, they ring a they bell? they love it. They love having to go the extra mile because some <laughs> bozo can't just eat like a regular person. They love it. Uh, I feel like I feel like they're supposed to love it. Would you say, I don't know, maybe like da-da-da-da-da, I'm loving it? <laughs> just throwing that out there. Uh, I mean, we didn't mention that franchise, so why not? <laughs> well, yeah, let's work it in. <laughs> Well, you, would you say that you could eat great even late? <laughs> yes. Yes, I would. 
I would. Whoa, coming at you. Uh, I know all the, is that even a thing? They don't even say that anymore, do they? That's outdated. That's I don't know if outdated. they do. I was about. I, I got to be honest. I was about to shout, uh, give you, a, and avoid the Noid. Avoid the Noid. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't talk about the Noid. Not after. Not after Mister Noid went crazy and took a bunch of people hostage, demanding the Noid stop being a character on Domino's commercials because he believed they were talking about him. We don't. We don't mention the Noid anymore. I, I, but, okay. Okay. Look, Paul. I'm telling you, avoid the Noid. Okay. I, I, Greg, I have heard. I have listened. Right. I am done. As your podcast lawyer, <laughs> uh, please advising take me to... my advice. Well, you know what I like to do? I like to represent myself. <laughs> Fool for a client, sir. We watched Videodrome. Oh, did we ever? Oh, my David God. David Cronenberg's 1983 uh, movie? Is it 80 or 83? It's 83. It's 1983. Okay, mine listed it as 1980. I don't know what liar you talked to, but uh, uh, that's well, wrong. It, it would be uh, Verizon's video service. Well, Verizon? Get it together. No, no it was you on... Don't, you know, that's when, when, when I bought um, Total Recall, it didn't list Paul Verhoeven as the director. It listed the cinematographer as the director. So it was like directed by someone who wasn't Paul Verhoeven. And I'm like, that's very wrong. That's so, impossible. I am the director. I was in the chair the whole time. I know. Well, apparently, sir, Amazon would like to tell you, no, you did not direct that film. Well, you know what? Anyway. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a very violent movie about the takeover of one of their drone systems in which it kills everybody in a small three-block radius. I would love to see Paul Verhoeven's uh, a- Amazon. So it's 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 the AD-209, AD-209? Yes, Amazon exactly. Drone 209? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Amazon. Amazon. I like I like it. I like it. Um, I would love to see Verhoeven do a zombie film. I would love to see that. I would love the could, violence is there. It, it could like, that seems get like a worse. No-brainer. That's some zombie humor. Um, it's very funny, Paul. I assure you. I, 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 Greg, I, if I wasn't trying to make a joke myself, I would have laughed. I, you know, and I, I know, I know you would. I don't know why I even pointed that out. 1983's Videodrome. Uh, I'll tell you what. I will make it very simple. I will. I will go first. Great. Uh, um, was this film rad? Uh, I don't know. I did not hear about it until Greg said, "Ooh, we should do Videodrome," and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, is that in the eighties? Uh, oh, is it? I, 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 I had heard about this movie pro- way, way after the eighties. I mean, maybe like my late teens, early twenties. Somebody, one of my video file friends had." had mentioned this movie. I, I did not know what it was about. I didn't know who starred in it. I had no clue about this movie at all. So for me, this was a pretty big trip. Um, a, because I like watching movies that we haven't seen, uh, or I haven't seen, and B, you were very jonesing for this one. So I wanted to see what all the, the Greg hype was about. And uh, we're going to get into all that, but <laughs> what about you, Greg? This is definitely, uh, this was definitely rad in the 80s. This this movie uh, was down Little Greg's Alley. Uh, it, it was it was offbeat. It was weird. Uh, you know, I, I didn't actually look it up, but I'm going to guess this did poorly at the box office. Um, so 
this is one I, I've mentioned this book before that I had cult picks and trash flicks and uh, Videodrome is definitely a cult movie. It is it is weird. It was it was uh, sort of uh, before Cronenberg really got popular. He he kind of hit it big after this. He did a version of the Dead Zone, and then immediately after that, which was a Stephen King book, and immediately yep, after yep. that, he did The Fly. And that's okay. what everyone really remembers was the. Fly. That's the one I remember him for as well. Yeah, right? that's yeah, the that, big one. So this 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 was kind of before that. It was still pretty early in his career, but uh, yeah, I I remember this being kind of like the the people who liked it were definitely you you knew that they liked other movies that were similar to this that were kind of like weird, gory, hyper violent, and a little bit cerebral. Okay. So yeah, yeah. This this movie was definitely rad. After watching it, I feel like it was a niche movie. Uh, I think that's a great way to describe it. Yeah, it's not a it's not a wide release. Um, it's just uh, I don't see uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson doing a parody of this on on any kind of uh, Saturday Night Live skit of, of sorts. Although it would be hilarious if he did. Um, I would love to see The Rock in a Videodrome remake for, like, no reason. It's just The Rock. I, I, I don't think really weird. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you know what? Let's jump yeah. straight into Let's it. Let's get into it. Uh, this is Videodrome. The battle for the mind of North America will be fought in the video arena. The Videodrome. The television screen is the retina of the mind's eye. Therefore, the television screen is part of the physical structure of the brain. Therefore, whatever appears on the television screen emerges as raw experience for those who watch it. Therefore, television is reality, and reality is less than television. And it starts out, uh, I mean, it's it, it's pretty basic as far Opens as... up with a TV with a woman on it talking to a guy, telling him that it's time to wake up and give him the de- details of his day. Yeah. Now, at first, this really set me off kind of weird because I thought it was futuristic. I thought we were in the future and we've advanced to the point where televisions know who you are and speak directly to you. That was my very first impression. And I was like, hmm, I like this movie. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was enthused for the I I because it's Videodrome it's video, so right. you're ex- obviously you're just expecting a lot of TV references or some sort like that. Uh, so I thought this was futuristic and somehow TV had taken over life it, itself and was controlling life. That was what I thought, and this video kind of like set me up for that. Uh, and then it pans back to uh, James Woods, just. Uh, yeah. Just chilling out on a couch. Just just sitting down there watching this weird tape, and he's getting ready, and he goes to his office where... Oh, uh, oh, oh Greg, we're oh. not we're not going to skip the breakfast of champions, are we? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Lukewarm coffee, cold yep. pizza, black and white nudie photos. <laughs> I mean, if you got to... I don't see it on the Denny's menu too often, but when I do, I always order the video drum special. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that was popular in the 80s, the uh, 
the 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 nudie magazine coffee pizza trifecta. I, I do remember my my father sitting at the table just having some coffee and going, "Well, uh, let's see, dear, let's see what's in the old Playboy." <laughs> Before I yeah, I go off to my my job here. <laughs> Fantastic, breakfast yeah, of champions. It was. I, I was like, oh oh okay, well that's that's a good way to start the day. Yeah yeah perfect. So uh, he, he he gets to his office, and uh, we see a bunch of people watching uh, softcore pornography. <laughs> yeah. You know, Greg, um... Which, I am not gonna lie, brought me back to a simpler time <laughs> when pornography was incredibly hard to come by. Um, un- un- unless you knew Unless you knew that kid... Who knew where his dad's pornography was? Uh, for me, I always remember uh, the uh, the channel you could turn to on the cable box mm-hmm. that would be slightly wavy and grainy. So, oh, slightly wavy. I think you mean almost incomprehensibly <laughs> no, scrambled. No, I, no. but uh, the audio came in fine, which was a tease. Um, no, it it did it, it just made you angry. <laughs> so because you're like, I can hear it. Why can't I see it? I remember the <laughs> okay. you squint really hard, and you're like, I think there's a think, is that a blonde woman? I don't. What is that? I what think, is happening? I think my mother still listens, but don't care. You're on a boat. Wait, they, what is that? In hold the on, background? No, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. wait no, I don't know. It's a pool table. It's I a got, pool table. I got, I got you one. I remember as a kid, I was watching. I'm watching one right, and <laughs> and. And it's squiggly, and and there's a girl, and I, well, I assume a girl, uh, and and she's let's nude. not assume anyone's gender here, <laughs> right, Paul. Come right. on, and she's nude, but she's roller skating around like an empty room, and I and that's stuck in my head for that look, that look right there, Greg. Why is she roller skating what? nude? In an empty room. All right, we're going to have to workshop this script, guys. I don't... Uh, what's the motivation for the roller skating? Where is everyone? Is she a prisoner? I. Where did she get those roller skates if she's a prisoner? Well, There's uh, too many questions. No, no, no. Uh, roller skating is big with the kids now. The roller... The roller... Uh, the roller rinks are really hitting it big in 1984. Uh, so I think what we want to do is really... We want to capture that audience... With the roller skates, you know, it, it's it's got the movement, so there's, you know, there's quote-unquote jiggle, uh, you know, we got that factor going for you. And the empty room, well, that's the vastness of the man in, in this environment trying to comprehend why he likes this. Did you watch Videodrome? I did, I, I did, I, I, I like did. I feel like you're trying to go a little too hard here, I did. pardon the pun. I, uh, <laughs> maybe we should just dial it back and just give the people what they want. Clowns, you know the clown market's pretty big. Let's okay, let's, let's go. With the that. Show. Let's see Bozo's still popular, so I hear. Okay, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh real quick, I can edit this out later. I don't know if you remember when when it advanced to where you could go to certain channels and they would show you the first five minutes. The following film has not been rated <laughs> by the Motion Picture Association of America due to explicit sexual content. Explicit. I remember of that. the movie, which right that was that was terrible if you were a teenager because that's like that's that like was brilliant. Like, that's is like what that was that's like going to the Grand Canyon without railings. <laughs> no, it's it's I I remember that where it was like oh 
Yeah, from like eight to eight oh five. I've got I've got five you minutes. Can, you can and like they it was it was a genius. Whoever came up with that, right. you know they were like, you just got a promotion. Brilliant. You know sales went through the roof. I I I don't have a truck big enough to carry all this money to the bank. And I like I, I like to think that it was brought about from a purely like <laughs> honest level where they were like well if they see the secretary and she comes in and she really wants the raise and then we stop people are gonna want to see if she gets the raise so they'll buy the movie and someone was like but she's topless though right 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 mark (laughs) they want to see if she gets the raise (laughs) yeah okay sure okay sure mark okay okay sure yeah so uh (laughs) Well, no, it's like we dangle like the like the plot point, and it's like, what happens to the plot point we, we, now? We got it. We got it, Mark. Uh, instead, what I'd like to ask, which is, which is very similar to a question I asked on Sleepaway Camp, uh, where did the geisha doll go? <laughs> you mean you mean the, the little samurai? <laughs> where, where, Greg? Where where did the geisha where did the geisha doll go? I think I think if only we had watched some more of if we had seen some more unscrambled pornography we'd know. But it's a mystery. We have no idea because they show it and then they you know they kind of show the girl's face cut away. and then they cut away and I'm like, okay guys, look, look, it, it, this this isn't working for me. This isn't working. <laughs> well, remember, Paul, I told you it was a simpler time. It was, <laughs> it was. It was soft core. It was it one was. of these things where like, well, it's supposed to entice you. It's not supposed to be like vulgar and just you know show everything with harsh lights literally titillating yes if you yes may, if in you the actual sense of the word uh, so. uh followed by uh w- w- one of my favorite lines in the whole movie uh oriental sex is unnatural yeah, oh yeah yes. <laughs> which i was so like they're, they're, well, they're sitting there there's smoking, a couple things smoking their cigarettes <laughs> yes you know uh, make lots, it, make lots it of indoor smoking yes so, so much indoor smoking and uh and uh, correct me if i'm wrong but um Let's see. The next thing that happens is he goes down to hang out with Harlan, the uh, yes, it is the tech, yes. and he's like, "Yeah, check out what I have for you." And it's like, uh, uh, again, this movie is very, very specific in the way that it operates, and and not being alive in the eighties, a lot of this stuff is going to look weird. He pulls out a Betamax tape, yeah, and, a lot of Betamax, which, which actually makes perfect sense because um, the. Up until about 10 years ago, believe it or not, um, beta was still the dominant format. Um, uh, for video record, e- for, for professional recording. For, for like, television studios yes, and yes. professional post houses. Yes. Uh, right before the hard drive became the made mode of transportation, it was still beta. So um, he has a beta tape and he pops it in. And you see it's like a scrambled picture and he gets it to be mostly unscrambled. And it's basically just like a person... Just being like whipped and tortured and yeah. eventually killed. Yeah, I got some notes on the whole video drone thing in general, but in this particular scene, it's pretty much straightforward. I, I will say it kind of gave me it, it made me think of a couple different movies. Uh, the Cell uh, was one of them, and then uh, obviously Eight Millimeter. Uh, it kind of had me uh, again trying to figure out the movie and figure out where it's going. I suddenly was like, oh, is James Woods going to track down where this is coming from and find out it's all real and he got himself too far in? This movie said, nope, screw you. We're going in a... a, um, See this road? 
nine there's nine forks in it and you will never pick the right one <laughs> no it, no this is this is it, it, it's like in a D campaign when the dm <laughs> introduces a character and you as the dm think it's like oh it's like just a throwaway character it's fine and the dm's the the players only want to interact with that character and you keep throwing them into different areas to which there's no yeah. escape and they're just like no we want to hang out with you know Jacques, the the fun bard, and it's like no, Jacques. Ah, oh, yes, I am Jacques. I like to was play just my supposed lute. to get you over to this evil wizard tower. Yes, I that have a quest for you. I have a quest for you. You must <laughs> go to the troll's dragon den, and you must recruit him so that you can kill the dragon. My quest is over. Bring. And and you would and but no and so you know it's like oh okay okay you want to hang out with jo- with the jock over here well guess what he just got uh, he found a deck of many things uh, he pulled the wrong no, card no, no. his soul is trapped <laughs> elsewhere his body still functions no 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 and then no. the PC's like no 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 no, no. we're supposed <laughs> to go to a wizard tower we're finding Jacques' soul no, no, no. and that's the rest of the campaign no 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 it's worse for this movie it's more like okay no you want to hang out with Jacques you think he's so cool you think this one off character is so cool yeah. Uh, he he uh, rapes and kills halflings, and he does it in front of their children. And the players go, "What can we do to help Jacques through this?" Maybe Jacques just had a rough childhood. We, and can we explore that? Talking to. <laughs> and you just and then and then for the as as the dungeon master, you just spend the next four months figuring out why Jacques is the way he right. is uh, until you have a mental break. Hence, video yeah. drum. Yeah. <laughs> That's good video drama. So, yes, he watches this movie, which is an uh, um, we'll find out later is subterranean uh, because I guess underground was was copyrighted. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I, yeah. There's a lot of weird terminology in this. So, uh, but he f- sees this video. He's intrigued. He wants Harlan to get some more of it, and then he goes on a a, a talk show host. A talk show. Yeah, he um, goes he goes on a talk show, and it, this is again. This is very 1980s when Paul and I grew up, where you had Oprah back when she actually had. I thought of Donahue actually, yeah. Donahue was another big one. A little later, like Sally Jesse Raphael was a big one, where you would just have whoever was hot in the news, and 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 so they have James Woods' character, whose name is Max. They have Max on there being like, "You show softcore pornography and like incredibly violent shows. Don't you think that is?" detrimental to the health of everyone watching. And he would, you know, he defends himself and he's like, no, I don't, I think it's fine. I think what I'm doing is, you know, absolutely without consequence. Uh, and with him is also on the show is, uh, Debbie Harry lead singer of Blondie who was in this film. And, uh, they kind of hit it off. Don't they Paul on the talk show? I, like I, immediately with no banter. I, so, yeah. And I have a theory about this all at the end, but, uh, he just starts talking to her. And, and by the way, I don't know what she's supposed to be. Is she a psychologist or is she a new, she's a newspaper. She, she right? is a psychiatrist and uh, radio host. Her name's Nikki in the movie. Okay. And, and, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Yeah. Cause he sees her at the radio show. At he one goes, point. yeah. Later on he goes and he visits her and she's talking with someone on the air. Yeah. And, and so, and the other person on the show is professor Brian oblivion who appears in the talk show on a television. Uh, if I, again, as I'm watching this movie, I literally wrote down Brian oblivion. What's that guy's story? Little oh. did I know. 
<laughs> I would find out. You, I sir, <laughs> picked the right character I, to be interested no, in. I thought I picked the Jacques of this movie. Where, oh, no. Where he's a throwaway, interesting character, and you're like, oh, okay, he's the guy on the TV. And then you find out he kills halflings in front of the children. And you're like, and I was like, yo, what's... What's with the guy in the TV? Because he even says that. That's why I only speak through this medium, the television. And then I do like yeah, the he woman's says, reaction. He says, she I goes, only appear on television when I'm on television. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, James Woods is completely sealing the deal with Nikki the whole time. Um, and I do like his comment about the red dress. That's pretty cool. Um, and she even kind of says, oh, yeah, that's why I do it. And I, I, I like that as setting up the rest of this movie because it kind of goes into that what we think we want versus what we do want. And that's his point. Yes, I show, you know, softcore porn and violent videos and, and cursing and all this other stuff. I do, but the reason I do is because people want it. Right. His his ultimate line, it's a line everybody says is, hey, m- the reason I do this is because it makes me a ton of money. Yeah. And if nobody wanted it, I'd be broke. Right. And that's, um, that's, there's really no, there's no argument against that un- unless you're just like, well, don't, I mean, like, it's maybe not good for people, but I mean, but like it, at the end of the day, yeah, it's, it's the people want them, want that stuff. So they keep buying his yeah, shows. It, and you know, I mean, not to go like, cause we're not that kind of show to break down the movie this way, but when you think about it, it's, uh, he, he's basically broadcasting HBO before HBO went on. Right. You know, it's it's uh, it's supposed to be network TV, which apparently, I guess, we're supposed to believe the FCC doesn't exist in this universe. Well, uh, one thing to know is that this is a Canadian film, and it takes place in Canada, and I believe they are much laxer with what you can show on Canadian television. Then why do they keep talking about Pittsburgh? I, the movie was made in Canada, and it's a Canadian film. Okay, well, at one point, he goes I, to a Toronto boat or whatever, and I'm like... They keep talking about Pittsburgh. I totally thought this was American. Maybe there's a Pittsburgh, Canada. I he don't doesn't know. say a one time in this film. <laughs> I was sold a bill of goods that he was American. There was no hockey in <laughs> no this hockey movie I anywhere. I, I no point did I see uh, uh, beer or, or Molson ice at any point. <laughs> no Molson ice. I, I didn't see Bob or Doug McKenzie. Neither <laughs> of them were there. No mice in bottles. This is <laughs> would have been bull. great if they did show up on one of the TVs and he's just like, oh, hey, look, he looks at, hey, he's getting pretty violent there. I think he's going to hit us. Oh, yeah, Bobby, I think he's going to hit us pretty good, eh? <laughs> I would, I would, uh, we should totally do Strange Brew. Yeah. that movie. We should. Um, so anyway, just, just looking yeah, at the we Wikipedia, gotta... it says that Max Wren is president of a Toronto UHF television station. They don't so. say that in the show, so, in the movie, so, okay. It doesn't matter, it doesn't, doesn't matter. So, well, look, um, what we can say is... He's broadcasting this stuff. James Wood's idea of a great thing to do with a woman is, hey, we just met on this talk show. Yeah. I've insulted you by saying you, you just want... Uh, attention with that red dress of yours. Let's go back to my place where we can watch someone be tortured to death. It might be real. I don't know. Uh, and you know what happens? Man, does that go over like gangbusters? Nikki loves that. Uh, man, I, I, did you skip a whole bunch of stuff? I think you did. Okay. Yeah. No, I, 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 I thought it went no, from no. them on the talk show to them at his apartment. No, he goes and visits her at the at the radio station. Doesn't matter. Then we oh, get to okay, them. Okay. Then. Sorry, and by the way, you're you're 
Say that one more time. I'm going to pretend I didn't mess up your entire bit. <laughs> Okay, and we're gonna, okay. and I'm gonna edit this to sound like you were you were just selling me the greatest line ever. Do you remember so you, what you, you said? want me to say when they when they go back to the uh, the apartment? Greg, I'm keeping this all in. You know that. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm <laughs> trying to work. I'm with just you. trying I to get. I'm just trying to get. His, no, no, no. You're absolutely right. Okay. However, he gets her back to the apartment. The point is, this chick is into it. Doesn't matter. She is. Super into it. Like, isn't um, it, like, a little weirdly into it? Uh, she's a little too into it. Right. This is, this is, this is the point where I feel any normal person is like, I think she's a little too crazy. She's not fun crazy. She's like, I'm going to wake up with my legs stitched together in yeah, a wheelchair crazy. Because he doesn't come across as somebody who's super into, like... The, you know the bondage and 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 stuff like that where she almost immediately does and then it cuts to him piercing her ear and then you know making sweet whoopee we'll call expressing it expressing their mutual attraction in a physical manner yes uh to which it transitions to him thinking he's in the chamber of videodrome Right. Um, and, and, and is it, interesting. It, it, it is important to say that um, he he has experienced, I think, by this point, two hallucinations. He's starting to, like, freak out. Yes. Yes. And um, there there is one important part that we skipped over where Brian Oblivion on the talk show is talking about how there will be a future in which television supplants real life and television will become more real than reality is. Yes. Yes, he does. Um, that's, that is, that is a foreshadowing, uh, yes. for those of you following along at home. Um, um so, then, uh, he goes back to his, his studio there. Yep. And, and, uh, Harlan, the, uh, uh, video, video engineer yep. is, uh, saying this, this is where you're talking about it. He finds out that the show, he said initially it was out of like Malaysia. It was somewhere in yes, Malaysia. Yeah, so, some way, and then, way out there. And then he said, actually, it turned out that was like a decoy. It's actually coming out of Pittsburgh. Yes. Videodrome is being broadcast out of Pittsburgh. Yes. Yeah. He gets the tape and this is where he, he goes to his other partners and he tries to pitch the show. And again, they're almost like, like, no, no, no. I'm sorry. He doesn't pitch that show. There's that other woman, the agent or whatever. She's there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's 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 a woman that he does he does a lot of deals with, and he says he wants to know about Videodrome. Yeah. Um. And then that's where, in the weirdest voice possible, is she just a goofy person? She goes, "Uh, well, you'll need to, I need to check the subterranean market." <laughs> yeah, I don't know what accent <laughs> she was doing, but it certainly was an accent. <laughs> and I'm like. Does this lady literally go into the sewers and, like, make dealings with, like, vendors under the city streets? Like, hello, darling. I'm looking for movie? something in the way of Vildrodrome. Do you have anything? Uh, Pittsburgh. No, I don't want the movie Pittsburgh. I want Vildrodrome. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea she's the world's worst detective, though. <laughs> Look, Videodrome could be anywhere, even Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay, so you're saying if I go to the Pittsburgh subterranean market, they can tell me where it is? 
Are you oh. saying? Are you saying I should talk to Terry Bradshaw of the Pittsburgh Steelers? <laughs> I feel like I am not getting what you're what saying. What I'm saying Don. is the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, might not be the best place in Pennsylvania to look for video drome. I love the movie Philadelphia starring Tom Hanks. It was a lovely I was, I was, you know, I, I, you know, I, I like that movie too. I, I was more thinking about the uh, the Philadelphia Experiment, but uh, okay, yeah, continue. Uh, no, you know what, Greg? This character knows what Paul knows, and so, <laughs> and so the character goes with that. Hey, that's fair. <laughs> uh, okay. I, well, that was a fun bit. <laughs> um, I was trying to look up facts about Pittsburgh. Got nowhere. <laughs> So. <laughs> well, you found them all. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers, Terry Bradshaw. That's, you know what? Same state as Philadelphia. Fine with me. If you're listening to this in Pittsburgh, I apologize. I wasn't able to inject <laughs> a little local color. <laughs> we do. So okay. anyway, um, uh, at, at the same time, Nikki says, oh, hey, Videodrome is in Pittsburgh. I'm going uh, to I Pittsburgh. have a work trip in Pittsburgh. I'm going to audition. I want to be on Videodrome. Which, to which everyone is like, what? No, not even. You do. You don't. You're like that guy who found that cannibal on Craigslist <laughs> and was like, "I want you to kill me and eat me." And you're like, "No, man, no. That's bad. That, that's a bad time." You not don't. even. Not even that. This. This. This guy is going like he first. He thinks it's Malaysia. He finds out it's P- Pittsburgh. He tells her it's in Pittsburgh, and she goes, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna audition." What? Do they have a flyer out front? How is she going to find it? He can't even find the goddamn signal for the for a clean yeah. video. What, is she just going to go? Like, I just picture her going down the street like, hello, uh, video drum? Uh, video drum? Video, video drum? drum? Excuse me. Video, video drum? drum? Anybody? Video, video drum. drum. Looking for video drum. Video drum. Video drum. Video drum. Video drum. Ha ha. Yeah. Video drum. Video drum. Video drum. Well, whatever happens, it seems to work. <laughs> <laughs> she disappears and she doesn't come back. So whatever like back page she found the article in that she no, no, needed. No, no, it just, no, no, it just goes ah uh, video drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> oh, video drum. Oh, video video drone. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you said video drone. I know the the moon landing thing's still going on. Uh <laughs> my bad. Follow me. <laughs> and then yeah, she we're has, two blocks. We're then, two blocks away. It's fine. And then she has an authentic audition. You know that, right? I have. Uh, <clears throat> okay, I'm. Uh, I have prepared a monologue. Uh, yes, um, yes, please, please go ahead. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is where my complete lack of acting comes into play, and yeah, I don't yeah. have a prepared monologue, so my character uh, does not know one. <laughs> this is a uh, this is a uh, torture porn. Can you scream? Oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a little hoarse. I did come prepared oh, with, with a horse, uh, a couple of songs from the Pirates of Penzance. Okay, good, and uh, all of Les Mis. Oh, very so, good, very uh, good. Here we go. Uh, Five, six, seven, eight. I actually don't know in real life a single song from Les Mis, so I'm not singing anything. You could have just opened your mouth on camera for me, Greg, and I would just insert <laughs> Les Mis, and then it would sound like you were singing. You know. You know what? Okay, I'll. You can when you edit this, I'll <laughs> yeah. say, "And here we go," and you can just put in music from Les Mis. I'll do that, and we'll pretend that I yeah, sing well, it. That we'll sounds pretend. fantastic. It sounds good. Uh, nailed it. No, 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 no. This, this is when we come back. Okay. And I nailed it. All right, perfect. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank take, you. Take, take your clothes off. We're going to kill you now. Oh, uh, uh, the door is locked. You can't escape. <laughs>
No, I, I, I wanted to be murdered and killed on television. Oh, that good. Was what I well, wanted. you know what? Dreams do come true. Yay! <laughs> and they said it would never happen <laughs> in Pittsburgh. <laughs> so, okay. We can, we can so, so anyway, anyway, things. Max is like, where the hell did Nikki go? We don't know. Yeah. So now, now he's he's trying to find out Videodrome, but he can't find anything about it. Uh, he goes back so to the old he, lady. Uh, he, he, yeah, and she she gives him a name, and it's Brian Oblivion. Which correct, very interesting. Um, and it kind of brings that all back together. And then he goes to the the Catho Ray Mission, right, where homeless people get better from watching TV. Yeah, and so the 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 cathode ray was was what was in old timey television, yes, the CRT, old tube TV, yes, cathode ray tubes, CRT yes. cathode ray tube. Yeah, and um, so he goes down there. Yeah, it's a mission where where uh, homeless people are provided food, shelter, clothing, and encouraged to just marathon television, <laughs> just yes. like don't stop. And it turns out that uh, Oblivion is dead, and it's being run by Bianca, his daughter. We, we find that out later, and we can skip that scene later as well, because um, basically what it all adds up to is Brian Oblivion is broadcasting this somehow, and he wants a tape of it. Um, he goes back to his apartment, blah, blah, blah. Uh, his, his secretary there shows up. Now, we should point out that his hallucinations keep getting deeper and deeper now. Uh, especially for this next scene. So basically, James Woods is starting to really... He's seeing things, he's hearing things, he's not sure what's going on. Um, his girl shows up. He he has a hallucination that he slaps her. I'll be honest, it, yeah. it, it looked like she took a good hit up until she was like, no, 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 you didn't slap me. And I was like, oh, but lady, you took it like a champ. She did, yeah. You she know? she learned from uh, What's-Her-Name from that last movie. We we did where the uh, total uh, from from Creep Show where the woman oh yeah yeah yeah, class. yeah yeah <laughs> week week one is how to take a punch yeah that's right <laughs> I've been taking <laughs> Billy where Billy teaches people how to take a punch that's right that's right that's right oh I've been taking some courses down I've been taking an annex down at the community college uh, and he gets a tape from Brian Oblivion he puts it in and the tape Brian basically starts to explain Videodrome is not the program it's a signal that the program is putting out that causes a brain tumor and hallucinations hallucinations right hallucinations he Thank you. he he said he began to get tumors and he believed that the hallucinations caused the tumors not the other way around yes, yes. and and he 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 talks about how like the the minds of the people are being uh there's like a war that's being fought for control of the minds of the people. And yes. and Videodrome is trying to take control. Um and and that that's what this is all this this whole Videodrome thing is actually about. Right. It's about control. Right. And then James Woods makes love to his TV. Yeah. So he starts <laughs> uh really freaking out and um there the classic one that you see now this time is that he has this giant uh gaping hole oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah, his yeah. chest that looks like a female body part or a VCR. Um, yeah, yeah. So he's deck. Yeah, he's for watching. Lack of a better word. Right. He's watching the tape and he's got a gun. That's super important. Um, yeah, that's right. And he's got a gun. And then he's got this. Is um, <laughs> we've been watching a lot of Stargate SG One. I said he turned into a Jaffa. 
Which, I don't know that reference, okay. but uh, you can so edit it, me laughing from some other time. I'll put that in there <laughs> so, if you want. So, uh, Jaffa, or Jaffa, is uh, the subservient uh, slave race to the, the more powerful evil bad guys. They have in their stomach a hole uh, to which they put uh, larval creatures uh, that kind of become their immune system so they have to survive it's a symbiotic relationship this guy has a hole in his gut i said jaffa we all had a wonderful laugh moving along uh he starts to scratch it with his gun which i thought was just a brilliant move and then he shoves the gun inside himself and i thought you know if i was gonna hide a gun where would i want to put it um someplace you can always have access to it nope nope I want to put it right and directly in my belly so that I can oh, I can only yeah. get it when I hallucinate. Yeah, that's a pretty smart move. <laughs> right? Because you always make good decisions <laughs> when you've blacked out. <laughs> I, I mean, I have. I'm just saying. Ever, really? I've never come out of a blackout like helping a woman across the street. <laughs> you or uh, you know, teaching a blind child <laughs> uh, something, some important life lesson. I've hey. not had that experience, Paul. Me, me, me. Maybe I walked into a, a place that I worked, uh, which was a restaurant. Maybe I told my boss to F off. Uh, maybe I took the beer out of his hand and drank it in front of him and then threw my hat in his face and then went into work the next day going, hey, boss. And he went, do you know what you said to me last night? And I said, nope. And then we had a good laugh because he was an alcoholic and forgot most of it, too. Uh that is a true story. I wish I could that's make that one up. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I feel like most people, the, you know, the blackouts end like, and then the sprinkler system turned on, and I was in a park, and uh, my wallet was gone, so I walked home in those wet clothes, and uh, uh, that was when I decided maybe it was time to stop drinking so much. I, I literally, I walked in, and my boss goes, do you know what you said to me last night? And I said, I don't. I don't at all, John. And he goes, well, it wasn't very nice. And he handed me my hat pack, and we went along our day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> uh, Follow-up, because I'm on a roll. Uh, his girlfriend got tro- so drunk one night. Uh, he owned a bar and restaurant. Uh, she, uh, and they lived in an apartment across the street. She, she was so mad at him. She walked across the street naked into his operating bar, shouted at him for 10 minutes. He couldn't drag her out. She puked and then went home. I swear to God. True story. Wow. So, wow. Uh, so, yeah, my uh, my teenage years were just exciting. I Way more exciting than mine. Jeez. So. Uh, wow. All right. So, Mom anyway. and Dad, if you're listening, uh, please skip the last 10 minutes of, of the podcast. Great, great idea. Tell someone to skip <laughs> something they've already listened to. Oh, they, that won't work? Damn it. No. no just, okay. Uh, so, anyway. 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 Max. Um, so, Ma- Max is hallucinating like, like crazy. Yes. Um, and, and he talks about how... He 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 goes back to Brian Oblivion to get basically more of the story, and this is where he and finds out he's dead. This from, is where you find out Bianca. that he's dead, and um, he he only exists on these videotapes, 
and Bianca just has like hours and hours and hours of Brian Oblivion on videotape and the videotapes are like eerily exactly what needs to be watched when they're put in. Well, she, well, she's got like, like a thousand of them in this room, which by the way, all would fit on an iPhone today. Oh Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, but at this point it's all of these tapes and she said he was recording like three a day. So, um, I mean, there's just all of this stuff. And I mean, you do video editing. I'm sure you could put enough stuff together to fit, into a certain like segment you know because that's what he says he's always on tv so you always have that uh that separation you know if there's a delay or a hiccup you can always just say oh it was the feed there was something wrong so um, yeah. it kind of plays out pretty well as far as that goes but uh bianca tells him that what he who he really wants to look for is convex the the well actually actually what what happens is that he's uh, Brian Oblivion explains that that he found the signal. He found that it was going to be used for evil, and he tried to stop his partners who who created it, and they used Videodrome to kill him. Brian Oblivion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Max is contacted by the people who yeah. made Videodrome, yes, the Spectacular right. Optic Corporation. Right. They're yeah. like a, an eyeglass company, but it's a front for for weapons. You know what though. Um, uh, Harry, the, the guy's name is Harry Convex. He goes, we make we make glasses for underprivileged children and missile guidance systems. <laughs> yeah, that's I, right. I, I did wonder, what happens if those two shipments get shipped to the wrong people? You know? Because then you have a whole bunch of terrorists wondering... I wanted these eyeglasses, but I got a, a, a phone, and when I use it, it contacts the Pentagon. Uh, you know, I, I, I was hoping, I was really hoping to be able to use these missile guidance systems to take over most of the Middle East, but instead, I look very fashionable in my cat size ribbons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking over the fashion world. <laughs> no, I didn't do my homework, uh, but I bobbed Libya. <laughs> look at me on the catwalk. I am doing it. <laughs> Don't you Libya, love my eyes? I, <laughs> no, Libya. Libya's gone. It's a it's a wasteland. There's nothing there. Oh, and the reading I have been doing since I have these glasses, I didn't know I, I needed glasses at all. It, I feel better as a person and a man. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. I gotta tell you, the, I love it. I loved it. <laughs> I love, I love little kid who just destroyed Libya, but I don't know where to go. I'm sorry. I got nothing. It's okay. I've got to be honest. After I take over the fashion world, I, I didn't know what I was doing. That's got right. So, and scene. Okay. Uh, great. Uh, anyway, uh, he, he goes and he meets Convex. Uh, this is, I think, I, I think it's like always the box cover art and the mat and the, and the, 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 the weird, the weird helmet they put the on the weird him. helmet that he puts on yeah. and it says it can record his hallucinations. This is where I kind of started formulating my opinion of the movie. I said, this is now beginning to remind me of broadcast news means 50 shades of gray um, because he starts whipping a television. I was very confused. Yeah, so this is where it like uh, it goes like full Cronenberg, where it's just like super <laughs> weird yes. and like gross, and like there's body horror and all this other stuff. And and so, long story short, 
he comes out of it and they say, well, and he's like, uh, there, the, it turns out there is no video drone. He, it hasn't been broadcast yet. He was shown tapes by Harlan, their video engineer, who's actually working yes. for the optic company. And they said that what we're doing is we're making video drone. We want to put it on your channel as part of like a cleansing where the lowlifes who like watching this sort of stuff will develop tumors and they will just eliminate themselves from the population. Which, which would have been fantastic if it came from Convex. Instead, it comes from Harlan, and it looks like a like a, 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 a nerd who didn't get to go to prom talking about, his, you know, reading his manifesto before he kills a bunch of goldfish on YouTube. Like, he just doesn't look like the guy who's threatening anybody. Um, yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, it, it's a good speech of what he's saying. I just can't take it seriously from that character. Whereas I think if it was Harry Convex who said it and Harlan yeah, kind of yeah. snipped in a little bit, it would have sounded more serious to me. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so this is where they uh, they insert a tape into James Wood's uh, uh, Jaffa pouch. Like, say, yeah, yeah. His, <laughs> his like VCR slit that he has. Yeah. And basically it's like you're going to go kill your partners at the TV station, which yes. he does, um, and attempts to murder uh, Bianca, but she is she knows it's coming, and she's kind of familiar with this sort of like warfare, which uses Videodrome, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. And so she shows uh, Max a video of Nikki being strangled to death on like Videodrome. Yes. And that kind of like snaps him out of it, and he kind of just like stands there, and he doesn't know what to do. So Bianca, like, reprograms him, and um, she says, okay, look, what you need to do is go kill Harlan and go kill Convex. Yes. And correct me if I'm wrong, she puts a tape in him, right? Or does that not happen? No, 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 no. No, okay. that doesn't. Um, I, I, we, we should point out he does find the gun in there, which is good. Um, oh, it, it, and it becomes, like, fused to his hand, and yeah, he can't get rid of it. It becomes this weird mass of, like, the, flesh and machine. There's a lot of... There is a lot of special effects that do hold up for this film, even in HD. The hand becoming the gun is terrible. It, it's, yeah, it's so not good. bad. Um, but anyway, yes, it becomes like a hand. <laughs> it becomes a handgun, Greg. Whoa, zing! Someone went to college. <laughs> we'll put a yeah. Uh, but this is where uh, I, I assume. This is the big catchphrase for this movie. It sounded pretty good, especially since I say it 19 times after this. Uh, death to Videodrome, long live the new flesh. Oh, yeah, long long live the new flesh is a uh, classic Cronenberg sort of thing. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that kind of happens. Uh, and uh, he goes and he finds Harlan, and it, Harlan has a tape, and he because he thinks... Max has killed Bianca. And he goes, okay, well, here's your next target. Winky, winky, wink. And he goes to put another tape in, except now the pouch eats Harlan's hand. Yeah, and yeah. And infuses like, a grenade. Yeah, and then he just blows up. <laughs> and then he just blows <laughs> up out of nowhere. Makes zero sense. Yeah. But that's okay. Um, uh, then he goes to, like, a convention where they're, like, doing, like, their what? yearly sales meeting for this, the optical convention. This opening number is the bomb. <laughs> we, like, I, if, if I can find a... If I can find a clip of this, it's going on you on, on our I'm Facebook like, page because it's what is going I've, on. I've been to quite a few company uh, events where the companies have lots of money, and I've never seen a dance number like this. 
So and it's uh, and there's like there's my uh, there's Michelangelo in the background and he's like and he's building and he's like carving a bust and then there's dancing, um all 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 to eyeglasses. And well, the eyes he, are the window to the soul. <laughs> Convex shows up um, and he shoots Convex. And then this is the other special effect that doesn't hold up. Uh, his body like breaks down into like this massive yeah. guts and blood. I, I, I thought what that was supposed to show was that he was like all tumor. Oh, really? That, okay. that's, that's what I, I took that was, was like going. because it looked like all like weird and like tumors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't really regular guts. It was all like, yeah, 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 you're right. It was kind of weird and cancerous like looking stuff. Um, but he kills him. He runs away. He finds this abandoned boat. Um, and, and I, I, I kind of like how he gets in the boat and he's like, oh, okay, well, I, I guess I live here now. And he like, <laughs> and, he, and he like moves the mattress and he sits down and he picks up the bottle. And he's like, ah, no booze. And then he sees the cigarettes. Oh, cigarettes, cigarettes. Ah, son of a bitch. Wait, what, who, who's running this abandoned boat? <laughs> I also love how there's a TV in the boat. Like, wait, why, where? So anyway, the TV is there. And then all of a sudden it well, turns on. Uh, Greg, Greg, and there's as we learn from the cathode ray mission, even the homeless need <laughs> television. Okay. That's right. It's oh, super important. Oh, they live. Remember the homeless people had a TV out in the middle of the. Okay. You got me. Okay. <laughs> so why wouldn't there be a TV on an abandoned condemned Toronto boat? What? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Oh, what do we say, so, Greg? Case closed. Thank you. <laughs> so Nikki, Nikki appears on the TV and she explains Again. that like they they've hurt Videodrome, but they haven't killed it. So she, she he's going to have to go to like the next level. Fully transform. Going to have to get rid of the new flesh. And there's an image on the TV of Max shooting himself in the head. The set, the TV set blows up. Lots of blood and gore. Good effects. I liked it. It was fun. Yeah, that was good. Then that was good. literally what you saw on the TV, James Woods does. Yes. Like... It's the same scene. He puts the gun to his head, says, long live the new flesh, shoots himself, movie cuts right to credits. Yes. Yes. It does. That was Videodrome. Now, Paul, what's the body count in this film? Ah, uh, ooh. Ooh. Not many. One. No. One, no. two, no. three, four, five, if we count James Woods. It's got to be like five on the TV. I'm going to go with 11. Uh, I, I could not find it on our normal site, so I just went to moviebodycounts.com. Oh, <laughs> they list it as eight. Okay, so I was close. I, yeah, I feel good about that one. Yeah, James Woods kills six people. <laughs> so there you go. Does he count twice? I think just once. Ah, okay. So Videodrome, uh, Paul, you went first. Yes. So I will go first. Is uh, this film uh, before you do? Oh, I have a wait. I have a question for you. And Audible. Here we go. Because I like it. I, I I'd like you to answer it with during your is this was this rat? Okay. This movie ends once again, kind of like Total Recall. Do you think this was real or is this fantasy the entire time? This that that is actually a solid question, and so I I will actually talk about this specifically after we've done. Is this still rad? Damn. Because I have Greg. I have. I have I have a little thing. So do, you, anyway, do, you, do you have evidence? I I don't know about that, but okay. I, I I do have some talking about this film. Okay. Um, or you know what? You know, screw it. We can we can do it. <laughs> um, sure. Greg, is this movie rad? Is this movie rad? Uh, 
I, if you've been following us on uh, Twitter and Facebook, uh, I don't buy many movies. I bought the Criterion version of Videodrome. Uh, I was very excited. I watched this movie, which I had not seen, I would say, since high school, maybe, uh, maybe college. Mm -hmm. And I remember liking it. And man, is this movie rad. Uh, This movie is one of the few movies that is like more relevant now than it was when it originally came out. Um, the, The sort of theme, thematic elements in this movie and the kind of questions that it asks... With just the Cronenberg weirdness that I am just a sucker for, um, I loved it. I love, love, loved it. So I will kind of incorporate what you said into what I what I sure. was saying here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what this movie specifically, what I think is so strong about this movie is th- there was a guy in the in the eighties who was popular called Marshall McLuhan, and and he was kind of uh, he he was an important guy when it came to his his big saying if you remember it was the medium is the message that was his he was like a commentator about media and culture and how they're intertwined he's a really really smart uh, guy he's, sure okay. you can find like cl- clips and talks of him and stuff it's a big deal Cronenberg actually studied under him at college he was okay. a college professor for a while so. This whole movie kind of it, it, it's it's sort of uh, thesis is kind of about like what happens when the media with the media we consume and us at some point they intertwine and we're both changed like um, specifically with Brian Oblivion where is the real Brian Oblivion does he exist in some sort of like weird eternal form always on television always on those tapes. He's technically kind of alive forever in a weird way mm-hmm. on tape, but his physical body is dead, but he's still living in another weird sort of medium. Right? Sure. Sure. And it's, so it's kind of like, well, where, where does the real you exist? And and now with the internet and sort of this weird celebrity culture that we have now and the sort of, you know, uh, uh, people that are on YouTube and they're live streaming themselves constantly. And it's like, well, where, does the real you actually exist? Is it you? Is it the face you put on television or the internet? It's it's this sort of very interesting thing. And, and, and there's even another question where does it matter at a certain point where the real you is either what you believe yourself, your, your regular person when the cameras aren't on, or is it the, the one that people pay attention to and watch? Is that the actual real person? It, at what point, which one becomes more real? And it's it's a really interesting idea. Um, certainly not a new one. This movie didn't pioneer that. But but the sort of the sort of uh, media consumption is like a means to control people theme. I think is always a fun one. Um, even if it is a little on the nose in this movie, I still think it's pretty rad. And uh, even the part at the end where kind of like the inevitable creation of a new means to control people is kind of seized back by the common people to be used against its oppressor. Mm-hmm. That's like a classic move. I like that. So I thematically love this movie. I just, I, I love everything about it. I love the, the the questions it asks. It doesn't really give us any answers, but that's okay. Uh, do I think this is real or not? <laughs> yeah, that was a question. That was the question you wanted me to answer. <laughs> yeah, about, about, about four minutes ago, time. but <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> I have I have a hard time actually knowing that because the entire thing could be some sort of bizarre fever dream <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from having a uh, a brain tumor. 
Um, and I, I guess I would say that I believe what is happening is actually happening only because James Woods is our viewpoint into what is happening. Mm-hmm. And to him, what's happening is actually happening. So I guess to us, it should actually be happening. I, I, I don't see any clear points where it hints that this might all be a scenario that's in his head. Okay. Total recall. You have a guy come in and go, this is all in your head. This isn't real. You yeah, have to yeah, take yeah, this yeah. pill. Nobody tells him, like, you're hallucinating. Everything you're seeing is a hallucination. You need to get to a doctor. That never happens. Okay. So I would I would argue, and I think thematically it fits, that what he is seeing that has been modified by television is his new reality. And whether it's actually happening or is in his head is irrelevant. To him, the new reality carved out by Videodrome is his only reality. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that. So, um, we are going to get into a very hard line that we've talked about many, many times in this podcast. You are a film student because you just mentioned someone I've never heard of in my life. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, you, you go into you went into the very much uh, the thematic details and and the cerebralness of this thing. Where I am now going to give an opinion of someone who just watches movies and puts zero thought into anything that's happening otherwise. Okay. All right. This movie was not rad. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect you to think it was uh, rad. Here's the deal, though. Okay. There's a couple. There's a couple things for me. Number one. James Woods plays James Woods. He does he ever play anyone but exactly, James Woods? Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? It's the same reason I don't like Paul Rudd. <laughs> and it's like Yeah, that's 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 it's, I I would argue that many of the actors we quote unquote like aren't really actors. They're just good at being one character yes. over and over and over. I mean like it's I mean how many how many actors can you name that you're like, "Oh, they have very varied parts." Daniel Day-Lewis? Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, I would, uh, let me see here. Yeah, I, I, I mean. It's hard. It, it's hard to pick people who are like, oh, yeah, that guy is all over the map. Like, he's done comedy. He's done drama. Like, it's. it's... Uh, Gary Oldman. Uh, I Gary Oldman. Okay, yeah, Gary Oldman. Uh, Bruce Willis uh, is one. Like I said. I, that, yeah, okay. I'm just picking names. But you're absolutely right. But see, but there are certain people that when they act as themselves in every single thing, Nicholas Cage is one. It's like it's tough to watch those movies because I, I I'm not getting anything from that person. Whereas even people that are okay, they're acting as themselves. Like Jim Carrey is a good example. Like most of his stuff, you can it's always Jim Carrey, but he kind of carries each part differently. So for me, uh, James Woods uh, was very difficult to get into. I. I am perfectly fine with cerebral movies. I'm perfectly fine with digging deeper and thinking into it. The whole reason I ask, is this real or not, is because as this movie keeps going on, I think it does drop hints that what is happening isn't real. Uh, When he slaps Friday, she says, you didn't hit me. That's a very good point. So if he's perceiving it as real... Why doesn't she remember being hit? If anything, I thought she would be hit and he was thinking of Nikki, but he didn't even hit her. Um, The other one is after he shoots his two exec buddies and he's on the run, he's like in this scenario, you almost feel like Videodrome, something should be protecting him, but he's not. It, It just sounds like a workplace shooting. It comes across as a very natural thing. I get the impression 
that right from the beginning of the movie, and he starts to have the hallucinations, he that's him. He's he's totally in this other thing. He has a brain tumor, and it leads him down the schizophrenic alleyway uh, of of death and despair and gore and porn, where he ends up in just in this lonely place, and he shoots himself. Um, that's kind of where I come from. It. I will give this film one major highlight, Greg. All right. Uh, I loved the music in this movie. The okay. music was phenomenal, and I'll tell you why. The music reminded me a lot of The Shining done the way it should be done. Instead of that okay. high-pitching, squealing stuff, This every scene that kind of has James Woods in a tense moment or a dramatic scene, it's, it's bass and baritones and oboes that swell into this kind of this kind of volume noise, but it's, it's really well done. I like that, but the movie itself was just, it just didn't catch me. Um, I kind of felt like it, it, it was just too much. Like you said, it relates to today. I think you're right. I think some of it does, but I also feel like we know people aren't real. We know that the YouTube stars aren't really who they say they are. So I kind of feel like what this movie was prophesizing didn't come to fruition. I kind of feel like we went the other way where instead of letting the medium control us, we control the medium. We we direct it how we want instead of that the other way around. That, that, that certainly is true to an extent, like with how you can... Um how you can filter things now easier than you ever could to kind of live in your own echo chamber. That is, I would agree. Exactly. Right. So, uh, that's it. Um, that's Videodrome. Um, I'll tell you one thing. You picked a hell of an interesting movie. Oh, no, <laughs> that movie's, movie's great. Yeah. I, uh, we, we will at some point do The Fly, if you've never seen that. Ah, uh, yes, I've seen that plenty of times. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like times. the most... That and The Dead Zone are like the two most accessible Cronenberg. Uh, the movies. Dead Zone uh, with uh, what's his Christopher name? Walken. Christopher Walken. That is a very good movie. I like that one as well. I've seen both of those, um, so we're safe there. But uh, for now, we come to the end. What, what do we do? We thank Mr. Bibbs because he's the best all the time. Donating to the podcast. Uh, if you'd like to donate, go to thiswasrad.podbean.com. Hit the Become a Patron button. Help us out. Uh, supplement all these, uh, 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 you know, we can't buy cr- uh, Criterion Collection movies for all of these movies, So, but we could with your help. Uh, yeah, I, I bought that with my own cash. Um, that was not, we didn't use, we don't, we, do we even have enough to cover the monthly hosting fees? <laughs> yes. yes. Okay, yeah. we've got that covered. Yeah, we've got that covered now. Yeah, we're good there. But uh, maybe, you know, uh, just, uh, you know, equipment upgrades and things like that. Uh, um, that would be fantastic. So uh, if you want to follow us, go to Facebook, go to Twitter, go to Instagram. This was rad on all of those. Uh, we'll, I'm okay previewing, uh, letting the people know we are looking into streaming our podcast. Yeah, I, I mentioned that on, on Twitter a while back. Yeah. Um, let us know what your thoughts are. If you would you be interested in a uh, a live stream if we did something at uh, you know I, we I guess it would have to probably be on a Saturday and we could try to pick something maybe around like seven o'clock or something yeah I don't know, um what I'm thinking Eastern time maybe I don't know, uh, I, I know we're spitballing live here I think what we probably do is we would live stream the actual podcast when we record it which means you would oh, get okay. uh, exclusive cuts you'd get to hear all the ahs and ums I edit out. Uh, any, 
uh, I, horrible bits that go on for way too way long. Way too long uh, that you never hear in this podcast. Um, uh, bits of me. Yeah, you, you, you may not realize it takes Paul and I seven and a half hours to make every episode to record <laughs> yes. it. And there's we we have like ten crap bits that we get rid of for every one bit that we like accidentally make funny. Yes, we don't even. Yes, yes. so the, you could watch all of it. Remember the porta potty scene from Predator? That was a hoot, wasn't it? Oh, fantastic! That I thought. But it they was never heard gold. it. They never heard it because they never heard it. So never heard it. Uh, it will be a live stream. It will not be uh, the video will not be hosted. You get to watch it one time live. Uh, we all know who's going to be watching that, of course. Uh, and then, I, I, I think we'd have an audience of maybe one. <laughs> oh, no. I think we'd get one. You think we'd get one? At least one. I hope. Let's I'll put wait. it this way. I tested the stream for seven minutes the other night, and I had one viewer. Ooh. I don't know who they were. Who the, Was it who, you? No. 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 I don't know who would be so desperate to watch me test a video stream, but they were. So Hey, I'll take it. Uh, so come back, whoever you are. Um, but anyway, we're, we're going to look into that. We'll give you more details. But we just want to, you know, if you're interested, go to Facebook and, or Twitter and let us know what your thoughts are. Would you be interested? Would you watch? Um, I think Greg is talking about what we'd probably do is we'd like to do more uh, live audio commentary of movies. Yeah, but I think that would be fun if, I, if we could do. A I'd want to do them we, live. Yeah, I'd want to. do Oh them no, no. Live. I, I, I mean, we could, we could record them and all that. But what I, what I would love to do is to do a, a you know, like a movie that's on Netflix, so everybody who has Netflix can watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, you and I, do it live, and they can type in the chat room and maybe make funny jokes. Exactly. Yeah, we can yeah. read those too and stuff like that. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. So, um, that's what we're thinking right now. Um. And that's it. So what is our next movie, Greg? Our next movie is The Road Warrior, also known as Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. Um, yes. Um, long time to get to the prequel to our second movie ever. <laughs> um, well, I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that you and I feel we might need to pick up some living tips in the post-apocalyptic wasteland by watching Road Warrior. Yes. Uh Hopefully we get through it and we can post it so everyone else can have those tips. We'll see. How many winks will there be when we review The Road uh, Warrior? I will tell you. Um, Red Dawn. See, it's uh, it's getting closer than I would have thought. Just, uh, just pointing that out. Every day, we're one step closer. Yes. Uh, that's it. I let you know what, Greg. Let's just end this. I am Paul. I am Greg. See ya. Long live the new flesh. This has been a Podtron Network production. For more of this show and others like it, find Podtron on Twitter at Podtron Network and search Podtron Network on Facebook.